Erin Lawler Patterson, the goodness chick. I'm an addictions counselor, motivational speaker, author, and parent coach. Join me on the journey of navigating the joys and pitfalls of life, addressing parenting, giving back, mental health, addiction, and relationships. If it takes a village, then join me as one of those villagers. Villagers wanted. All right, so today I am extremely pumped to have a friend of mine here uh, who is a fellow, we'll say drug guy, uh, a SAC counselor. Um, and I feel like a lot of times people don't really get what we do. I'm inter- introducing Jeff Pensabeni. Hello, how's everybody doing today? They're here with us in heart and spirit. Absolutely. <laughs> and Jeff and I have known each other a while, and um, he's kind of, he, he's, he's front lines, in the trenches when it comes to working with kids. If you want to kind of like give the our listeners a little bit of an idea of, I'll say, what your day is like. What my day What's is like. What's your day look like? Because I think you could kind of like, people have no clue what we do. Right. Um, my day is, I'll get into the office. I won't go in too much detail, but around 8.30, I would say my first student shows up around 8.31. Okay. If it's that late. Okay. Um, one thing about our jobs is you're always on call. There's, I don't make appointments. I want kids to feel they can come down anytime they want. So um, all throughout my day, I am uh, seeing kids in reference to coming down. You know, what's when they talk about a SAC, a SAC counselor, they say, um, you know, strictly drug and alcohol. We do way, way. more than that. Way more than that. Yeah. Um, that's just a part of it. I mean, kids with the depression, the anxiousness, uh, the anger management. I mean, that's every day you have that mm-hmm. coming down. Um, and especially some of the kids that we work with, you know, what they go home to. A school is their safe place. Yeah. They would much rather be in school mm-hmm. than be at home and dealing with what they're dealing with at home. Absolutely. So all day long I'm dealing with, uh, you know, seeing kids in reference to that. The kids that um, have gotten in trouble with drug or alcohol, you know, I see them on a regular basis, do a curriculum with them and work with them to uh, stay clean. But um, that's majority of my day is just okay. seeing kids. I also am the anti-bullying specialist, so that's a whole nother realm of the job, but I deal with all the bullying issues. Of the, the so you wear a lot of hats. A lot of hats. A lot, a lot of, hats. of hats. I know one of the things that sometimes I've heard people say, you know, Oi, I don't want my, I hope my kid never sees you, which right. kind of makes me cringe a little bit because I feel like, man, we should be seeing every or kid. Or you have a SAC counselor, so I'm not sending my kid to that school because that means there's drug and alcohol right. there. Right. I, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It, there's, it's everywhere. It's right. in every high school. And right. I say when, when there is a SAC, which there should be, a full time one, in every, I, I, every I, single I school. Understand why that's not mandated. I not don't understand. Mandated. Right. I don't understand. And we freak out. We're hearing about this whole epi- opiate epidemic. Like you can't turn on the TV, your Twitter account, right. your radio, and it's opiate. To, and then well, now it's crisis time. It's crisis time. Now we're now we're. Why are you guys doing about it? Right. You know. Well, and and it's I kind of I like we're kind of like firefighters that are given one bucket to go yep. you know hit a bunch of row homes on fire. Yep. Like let's how effective can we really right. be? And we do wear a lot of hats. Um, and, I, and I, it's not just drugs. It, that's like the tip of the iceberg. It's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, but you also have to look when dealing with someone who's an addict or an alcoholic, there's always a reason behind their using. Oh, yeah, so as so, soon as you stop the drugs and alcohol, that's just one part of the whole thing you do. As soon as you've done that, now you got a whole nother onion that you got to mm-hmm. start peeling and why they're Myers. using. Kids don't use for no or an adult. They don't use for no reason at all. Right. There's always an underlining issue. So once you get them to stop the drug and alcohol, then you can start working on the process of finding out what the heck's going on. How many of you are in your school? Um, oh, about 850. Okay. Yeah, about 850. And so. how many sacks? One sack. One sack. 
Um, one sack, and I work for two high school. There's my district has two schools, two high schools, and I was the only sack for both high schools. And the other schools around 1,200 kids. Okay. Um, recently, within the last. Uh, year or so that uh we hired another sack for part-time okay at the other school for you know so um i'm glad uh our new superintendent is really uh you know is jumping on the actions of taking care of this right it's very supportive of us That's which awesome. is which makes a huge difference it's huge i hear these nightmares from sacks about they're not being supported by administration and stuff like that and stay out of this that type of thing uh, my administration is just has my back 100 percent um it, they're there for the kids that's what it's about yeah. it's about the kids it's not about the paycheck and if you're in it for that reason you're in it for the wrong reason you know? well you're the wrong job wrong job yeah yeah and, and i think when when it comes to a sack and, and some of you guys listening you know maybe your kid or, or you didn't have a sack in your high school it's something middle school, elementary school, I believe, I think we believe strongly needs to be a presence because we're on the front lines and and we have mental health, you know, challenges, addiction that are just, it's like the roof is caving in. It is. And, um, it blows my mind when I hear kids, you know, I'll ask a kid that I meet in somewhere or or even my, like my nephew, I'm like, "Uh, who's your SAC counselor? What's a SAC counselor? Yeah. You don't even know what your SAC counselor is. Well, I don't have a drug and alcohol problem. I don't have to go to them, you know, and it's 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 sad it is sad but hopefully it's going to get better i'm, I'm hoping you gotta i mean if, if you, you keep get, going forward you keep you, if you get negative about it you're you're hurting the kids you're not yeah. hurting you're not helping anybody so you got to stay positive yeah and that's why i think we all try to stick together absolutely you know positive brings stick positive. stuff around positive people yeah. man and that is so so important the world is negative enough. If you go in every day with that negative attitude, you know. It's like, it's a, it's toxic. It's poison. Yeah. It's a poison. It, it goes from one person to another. Yep. Domino. Domino. So, so you've been a sack for how long? Um, I was, I've been in a school for eight years. Prior to that, I worked at a, a drug and alcohol rehab center for um, 12 years. Um, so I worked with kids from 13 years old to adults 90 years old so I worked in that rehab center for a long time and I loved every second of it so uh but I wanted to get into the school setting so I've been working at the school for and it it was it took me four years to get a sack job and uh, I quit my full-time job at the rehab center to start a part-time job at the sack at my school where I'm at now it was only like I forget like 12 hours a week I quit my, I got rid of my health insurance and I thank God I got a supportive wife and she's like, go for it. This is your dream job because I needed to get into the schools and say, look, this is what's going on. And so I quit a full-time job, did a part-time job and I trusted my uh, administration and next year they went to bat for me and I've been full-time ever since. And they're pretty lucky to have you. Yeah, I'm lucky to have them. Every day is... uh, I, it's not a job. Yeah. It's not a job. I just love working with the kids. kids. My kids are great, man. They're great. Yeah, I, I consider like just blessed to have this so gig blessed. that's just the craziest, most awesome. So blessed. Gig yeah. that you can have, and uh, and it is. I think it's a journey. Like I think about what led me to become a sack. It was not on my to do list in high school. No. Like what what were your plans when you were uh, in high school, and then why did you become well, a sack? Well, first off, I'm I can't believe I even graduated high school for the first part. I don't know what <laughs> miracle that was, but. Uh, Let's see. One of my my first major in college, I think I was a marine biologist. Nice. Because I'm like you, I, I live at the love the beach. I it's my favorite place on the earth. Uh, marine biologist, and I went to a forestry major. 
Um, and then I realized I know nothing about science and I can't stand science. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, I had this job at a local camp place around here and they would send me all the kids that would get in trouble. All the kids. That, and I just loved working with these kids that, you know, are the troublemakers yeah. and stuff like that. And I just, it's a, like you say, it's a gift. I, I have, I'm very blessed to have this gift where I can connect with the kids and um, they listen to me, you know, they trust me and stuff like that. And then I'm like, what am I doing? This is what I want to do. I want to help things, I'm, you know. So that's how I got into this field. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very blessed. It's a, uh, yeah, it's it's such a cool journey. I love, you know, when you have all of us different sacks in a room, like what road led us to yes. be kind of where we're at. Um, and this is one of the things like, you know, I think anybody in the helping profession, you know, whether you're a firefighter, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're an OT, you're a sack. So it, it can sometimes be really challenging to leave what you've heard at the door. At the end of the day, is that something you have struggled with? Oh, you... gosh. When I first got this job uh, right out of college, I thought I was the man. I can handle anything. And I'm going home every night. Um, and it actually even cost me a relationship because I couldn't handle it. Yeah. Like, I could I was bringing it home with me every night. And I guess that's normal. I mean, how do... People have to realize that we're, we're human beings, too. Like, this stuff affects us. And when it doesn't affect you, that's a problem. That's when yeah. you got to keep yourself in check. Um... I had a supervisor gave me the best advice I've ever done, and I always try to give it to new workers. As soon as I'm done work, I go home, and I my drive home, I process the day. No, whatever. As soon as I walk in that door, I take off the clothes that I wore to work that day. Hmm. And I put it in the closet. Now, soon, my mentality is as soon as I get that off, I'm no longer the counselor. I'm yeah. back to being wow. Jeff. I'm back to doing that. So you And it's it took a while. Cool. It's, it's hard, but it takes a while. Get that get that uniform off and then let's get back to being yourself because mm -hmm. you have to be yourself you have to take care of yourself too as a as a counselor i mean you're hearing horror stories horror stories after horror stories that you can't believe these kids go through and if you don't meditate or hike or you know i think it's very very important for a counselor to go to a counselor oh yeah if you don't have your stuff under control or you don't have your head clear you're no good to anybody um, so it's very important that the counselors, the SACs, they have to take care of themselves. And we do, and we're there for each other as a, as a SAC community. People don't get it, but we're a family and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're there for each other. We'll do everything we can. And it's great to bounce things off one another. So yeah, it's very important that you leave it at, leave it at work. Yeah. And, uh, cause if not, you're not going to sleep at night. You're not, it's going to, can't turn off your brain. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. Yeah. And I, I think self cares for like so many people. I don't know if it's a pride thing or just like I feel weird about it, but how it's a totally or it's a requirement for you to be able to function healthy you and do your to. job, whatever your job is. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise at some point it like it kicks you in the butt. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like you're in and you know, you're making dinner or you're out for a run and when those things seep in your head, it takes away from yeah. you know, your ability to kind of function. Yep. Um, you know, I, I definitely struggled with that my first few years. But, yeah, it took uh, me a good year and a half before I was able to leave it at home. And I think that uh, that process time on the way home in your car is where it's very, very important. You process that day, okay, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, that's it. I'll tell you what, when I get home, I don't check emails. I don't do, I don't touch my computer, nothing. Yeah. Um, home is Jeff's time. It's not where, you know, and I have to do that or I'm no good enough. In the, in the counseling room. So. What's well, fighting for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's it is. fighting for you. It is, yeah. 
um, which I don't think, you know, if we don't fight for us, then no one else is fighting for us, you know what I'm saying? Um, So I'm going to kind of shift a little bit to the whole opiate thing, which, again, I feel like, you know, super everybody's talking about, heads are spinning about it, like lots of, this kind of gets me frustrated sometimes, like a lot more pointing fingers um, instead of, like, coming up with, like, tangible solutions. Solutions. Yeah, I do, and it's like, so if you were to say, like, one area that you think people need to be more aware of in terms of bridging the gap with the potential for addiction, but them safeguarding the people that they love, like, what would you say? Because I feel like this is in our face. Right. It's, to me, one of the main issues is that, you know, you don't wake up as a heroin addict. There's a process to get there. And it starts with there's signs way beforehand um and you can't ignore those signs enabling is such a difficult issue and as a parent you know i i can't imagine how hard it must be to be dealing with a child who's struggling struggle with addiction and not wanting them to get in trouble or something like what did i do wrong as a parent it's nothing to do with that it really doesn't um to you know get get them the help as soon as possible don't wait um, you know, a drug is a drug. I never, I've gone to several, several heroin addicts and opiate addicts funeral yeah. and not one of them ever started doing heroin. Yeah. Not one not ever one. started doing heroin. Um, it always starts, you know, with the, uh, like now I think the, uh, you know, they always say gateway drugs, marijuana. Right now it's the vaping, man. That's how it starts out. It starts starts with that and you know it transfers goes there there no one just starts out at that high level so you know the prevention and talking to people and getting help and it's okay you know what parents i try to tell parents everything you pretty much need to know is on that phone and then you pay that bill it's okay to go through it it's okay to look at to have access to all their accounts and everything like that there is nothing wrong with that you pay that bill, you should know exactly what's going on in your child's life. Um, every information that you need, I mean, that's one of the positive things about social media is that parents can stay on top of it. They, they mm-hmm. take a second and go through their accounts, go through their phones, you know. I always tell parents, go through it. Go, your apps, go through it. Find out what's going on. It's okay. And then when you see something, do something about it. Let the school know. Let the counselors know. Mm-hmm. Get them in the treatment. Get them to help out. Because I'll tell you what. Once you hit that one eight number, it's a totally different game. Yeah. Uh, People don't get that. They don't get it, man. They like, don't... I think sometimes they see us as the enemy. Like, I'm not going to reach out to Jeff. Right. Because, the, you know, what are they going to think of my kid? Are they going to get my kid I'm in trouble? Right. Right. And I'm like, dude, we, oh my gosh, we're on the front lines. We want to help your kid before they're a part of our community. And we can help them. Right. You know, like, that's not, we're, we're limited to the high school years. Right. Or, you know, the middle school years. And that stigma, I think, a lot of times in getting the school involved Dude, we have numbers. We can get help in a way that is harder for a lot of people. Yep. You know, and I don't know how, like, you have people remove that stigma or help is needed. Right. I had someone reach out to me to say, somebody I care about, this was over the weekend, is struggling with um, their use of meth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to detox on their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And I think so many times, so like, I can handle it. I can handle it. And I'm like this isn't your detoxing from weed like like this is it's life threatening and and i think the more we dialogue especially with opiates where you know my kid had you know their tonsils taken out and they were given a percocet or my husband blew his knee out and given a percocet and now they're full blown i deal with that right and you did nothing wrong no i i can't tell you that's like the main thing i saw in the rehab center is these poor athletes man did nothing wrong 
athletes and they just they did nothing wrong and then they can't afford the pills mm-hmm. so they go to heroin because it's much cheaper much easier to get and it's it's the same story over and over again these doctors it's so easy to prescribe and you don't have to stay on top of it or whatever they're still giving it out like pez candy I, it's disgusting i mean you know there's so many doctors out there right now that i know in the drug and alcohol field or you, you want some boxing or something like that you know it's a cash only visit mm-hmm. you know they don't want you so know crazy. it's cash, like, not cash, cash only and who's are sending them this the, the rich parents yeah. or, you know the people with the wealthy money are sending them yeah i don't want my kids knowing yeah. it's not on my insurance and this doctor i know this one doctor just takes cash yeah, just cash you need a you need a suboxone script here you go Cash. Well, because there's big money. I mean, where where we used to live two years ago, the town will remain nameless. Right. Where we went to right. our pharmacy, they were busted for an oxy ring. Yeah. I mean, like it's yep. everywhere, and I think too many times. Well, my kid or my husband would never. Well, you can't say that anymore. Right. And right. It, this is where it's like dialoguing. Do no and ask questions to your doctor. Are there options outside of Percocets? And if there's an issue and red flags are going, what get signs help. should I look for? Like let the par- let the, you know the parents know what signs to look for if this is getting out of hand. You know you got to stay on top of that stuff. And I think that's one of the main issues is, you know, with parents they they're not involved as much. And some to their to their credit, you know they have you can't it can't be a single parent family anymore. You yeah. have to have two jobs. Both parents yeah. have to work. And so it's tough, man. It is really really tough. But parents know more before anybody if their child's using yeah. they know before it's anybody. that gut feeling they know yeah and they're afraid sometimes they're afraid or they close their eyes and say please go away and yeah doesn't some, go away sometimes it's too late yeah yeah it's scary stuff it so, is. you know so it's just going forward going forward going forward right. asking questions and and i think that just makes us our kids safer and us on kind of a better path right i, I do um yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's craziness. So if you were, I, I, I am going to kind of wrap this up a little bit, yeah. where if you were to kind of leaving, I, I believe in little kernels of goodness. We talked about positivity yeah, and positive, yeah, yeah. which I think goes wicked far. What's something that you would kind of leave the listener with that like kind of whether that's your mantra, how you look at life, how you tackle things as a sack? I'll I tell you, there's one word that I teach to my students all the time and that's gratitude man so Mm. grateful for what you have Um, definitely you're gonna go through dark times you're definitely gonna go through times where you feel like crap you don't want to get out of bed stuff like that or somebody dies it sucks man there's nothing to say that but think of all the positive things you have going on in your life Um, you know kids that you know have little things like you have clothes to put on your back in the morning yeah. you know uh you come downstairs there's food in the refrigerator for you to eat. i can't tell you how many kids in this country don't have that so i always push the gratitude always mm-hmm. there's you know i know it's it's said all the time but there's someone out there that has it worse than you and, and if you focus on the positive things you have in your life and not the negative you'll start appreciating mm-hmm. it more. And, Absolutely. And sometimes we take, including myself, I take it for granted, man. I take it for granted how lucky I really, really am to, I mean, there's so many things I'm blessed for, like have a job that I love. You know, there's so many people out there wake up in the morning and they go to jobs that, and they may have all the Lexuses and the, all the uh, Mercedes, but they're not happy. I mean, mm-hmm. my buddy has this tattoo that <laughs> I I laughed at first and then it really hit me like it's awesome and his tattoo says this ain't no rehearsal. Hmm. You're only on here one, one shot. T- one shot. 
Yeah, one shot. And I laughed. I'm like, that's ridiculous. And then I'm like, wow, that's so... Yeah. It's true. One shot. One shot. That's it. So, yeah, gratitude, man. Be grateful for things that you have. Be grateful for that. As much as your parents are paying the butt or your job, your boss is paying the butt, be thankful. Say thank you every once in a while, you know. Do a little thing, you know. Whatever it is, but be grateful for what you have. It far. It does, man. It does. It really does. Nice. Be grateful for great friends, the sack, sad man. Sack power. Sack power. (laughs) And just seeing you excel is gratitude because you, um, I look up to you. Like, thanks, man. You and Sue Bryant are the two people that. You know, I just, that's what I want to be, you know. Kids want to be Superman and stuff. That's what I want to be. I want to make that connection and make that changes that you guys make, man. It's beautiful to see. So congratulations on everything. Thank you for having me. This is, this is an honor. uh, It's an honor having you here. And and it, it is, it's like, I feel like for us, like our little cluster of our SAC people, like it's just such a beautiful gig to have that's so tiring and overwhelming but so unique yeah like it is a a a club that i'm proud to be a part of yeah you know and so you know with you know you guys that are listening you know jeff is a rock star you you it's you don't do the sack gig for the paycheck i will tell you that um it's for the the relationships it's for the depth and the substance and finding whatever you're supposed to do in life find that stoke Find those people, those colleagues or, and people who do the same thing and, and that just make you stronger and better because this is, it, this isn't a rehearsal nope. and it's a one shot and, uh, and rock and roll. Yeah. And there's going to be that negative person at your job, at your home. There's going to be people that try oh, to always, bring, yeah, always you is. bob and weave, you yep. bob and you, weave. You, you kill them with kindness yeah. and the people that are negative to you, just be nicer to them and hopefully that will rub off onto mm-hmm. them. Yeah, rock you know, and roll. The and power against gratitude. Thank God I'm not like that where I'm miserable yep. at everything. Yep. You know? And every day's a gift. And every day's a gift. It's true. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you very much. Peace out, my friends. Peace uh, out. Have a wonderful day and uh, get your gratitude, the attitude of gratitude. Think positive things and knowing that your words and your actions make a difference. Absolutely. Peace, love, and goodness, my friends. If you enjoyed today's show, I encourage you to subscribe to Goodness Chicks Podcast and pass it along to your friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and have a great day.